Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our ancestral and eternal homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal, beautiful, and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, since King David's time. Here I'm speaking with yeah. Reverend Haley Ace of the Christians Action, Christian Action Against Antisemitism. We call it CAAA because it's a bit of a tongue tire. Unbelievable. Now, yeah. first of all, I'm just in awe, and in, 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 in a wonderful way, that you've actually... Are, you're actually spearheading, like in your actual title, yeah. Christians to fight anti-Semitism. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So why don't we just start by asking, why? Why? It's not yeah. It's not your fight. I mean, it's wonderful. And, and I mean, I understand why on a global level it, it is the fight of non-Jews, but that you've taken upon yourself to run an organization and you're activating and educating other Christians to be active in this fight against anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah. So I just want everyone to hear like, why. Okay, why? yeah. Well, it's with my husband. My husband and I both, we founded a Christian Action Against Anti-Semitism. It, it was actually previously called Mordecai's Voice 10 years ago. But then when we were looking at it, we were just like, is this appropriation? Because Mordecai is a Jewish man who went to Esther and was like, okay, Haman, you, everyone knows the story. Um, and I was like, this is an appropriation. You know, we're Christians. This We should just say what we do on the tin. And it makes it very clear to Christians, to Jews, to anyone who's watching, you know, this is what we stand for. And when we looked into the history of where this longest hatred began, not going back as far as Haman, but about like the tropes and the canards and the dehumanization and the the genocide that's happened with Jews in so many different countries, it goes back to the church. 1600 years of, uh, of hatred of, of that was birthed in the church, that was um, perpetuated by church, the church, by church fathers, by um, popes, by Christian leaders. And it's just this dark, evil sorrow. And uh, I can't even give a word that just the depth of sadness as a you know generation of Christian now to look back on the spiritual ancestry of Christianity which was birthed to be such a good thing right. and then it ends up uh, actually being responsible for inquisitions for um, murdering and slaughtering hundreds and thousands of Jews and let's not forget Jesus himself is Jewish right. so it's like how can the Christians not be part of this fight Actually, how can they not spearhead the fight? Wow. So that's kind of where, in a nutshell, of why we believe it's so important. Wow. And, and We I, started it. You started it in England? You started it in the world? Started it. We started it everywhere. Everywhere. You know, if you think about the blood libel, you know, I was just reading the news today. Oh, you're Again. referring to the Christians starting anti-Semitism? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, you, well, if you think about every anti-Semitic trope that you see today, it all traces back to a Christian starting it. For example, the blood libel. Every day, you know, in any war, in any conflict, it's not, you don't always read this, this person, this country killed this many children. But when Israel is involved, Israel kills, slaughters more children only women and children, children, children. And they make this big thing about Israel, Jews, killing children. Then you look at these hate marches that we call them hate marches, but you know, I know they're pro-Palestinian marches. 
The problem is, is there's so much hatred coming out of them, yeah. which is why we call them hate marches, uh, my husband and I. You see this imagery of Netanyahu eating a baby or, or the Jews with horns eat, drinking the blood. Right. And it's blood like libel. blood libel. Who started it? It all began with Christians. Right. And so it's like the Christians can't look away. It's actually, we are, when we, when we actually open this up, because most Christians don't know this, the Jewish community know the history of anti-Semitism. Right. They know how um, kind of key Christians were in this whole thing. And, um, and when I mean thing, I mean anti-Semitism, Jew hatred, just the awful things that have happened. Christians don't, they don't. They're like, kumbaya, we love Jesus. And you know, we wanna do really good in the world. If you speak to the average Christian now, and then you tell them this, they are shocked. They cannot believe it. I mean, not knowing the history of Christianity's involvement and spearheading of anti-Semitism. No Nothing. idea. No, no idea. idea. And so when we go to churches yeah. and we speak to people, honestly, that 90% of people are crying. They are on their knees repenting. God, please forgive us. We cannot believe we have been part of this, that this this is so against the ethos of Christianity, which is laying down your life for a brother, love being the ultimate number one command, loving God, loving each other. This is the, the, the main commandment of a Christian. So then to be part of something so hateful and then not be part of the solution to stop what's happening to the Jewish people, um, is, is really awful to be another silent generation like the, like Nazi Germany. And, and we say to them, you know, Nazi Germany was 70% Protestant Christian, they were Lutherans, and the majority of them were silent, apart from a few who spoke out, like Dietrich, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who did that famous quote, and he said um, something like, not to speak is to speak, um, not to act is to act. And the fact that if you stay silent, you are complicit with evil and you actually more than that give give evil permission to flourish right. and so it's not acceptable to look away it's not acceptable to be silent when we are now witnessing and just witnessed three months ago the biggest slaughter of jews since the holocaust right. and then we see the pattern repeating we see christians being silent not talking about it not even giving comfort to the Jewish people until there is a retaliation, quite rightly, right. by any state would do the same thing, any nation would, country would do the same thing, then suddenly it's, it was awful what happened, but, and then Israel, it's you're, all, you're horrible. You're evil, the retaliation yeah. retaliation is horrible. And then it feeds into that narrative which is already there in this dormant disease of anti-Semitism that so many people have inside their spirits, hearts, whatever you want to call it, minds, it becomes, it's so natural to people and it's dormant and it just doesn't take much to open, to wake it up, to activate that disease. And then suddenly you have people marching in the street calling for the genocide of the entire, is, is, entire thing that is Israel, the, which is the people, everything. Um, and you ask them, they have got no idea what that even means. Right. There's no depth to it, but the, the, the anti-Semitism is so, it's just bubbling under the surface that they just need a cause to hide it under. And then it's like, okay, and the Nazis did it. And, and every generation, if you look at almost every generation, they find a good reason to dehumanize 
Jews to then slaughter Jews or push them out, expel them. I think what you're saying is so important for so many Jews today to internalize because what I'm feeling, to me this is no surprise, but many Jews, not just in Israel, but especially abroad in the diaspora, they are in shock, in literal shock, that after we, the Jewish people, just experienced this horrendous tragedy on October 7th, our Jewish holiday of Simchat Torah, which is, like you rightly said, the worst tragedy and massacre of Jews since the Holocaust, not only did we, as the Jewish people, as the collective, not receive the sympathy of the world and humanity, but all of a sudden they're seeing anti-Semitism growing at levels they never experienced in our lifetimes, where we, where most Jews thought we're never going to see again. Mm. And you have so many Jews literally in shock. And here you helped explain for Jews to understand, because we're, we Jews just want to be like, just like, just let us live our oh, lives. No, we just like us. Don't pay attention to us. Just yeah. let us live. We just want to help the world. The Jewish state of Israel just tries to help the world, trying oh, to be no. a light to the nation. And we're not trying to do bad, bad to anyone. Like, leave us alone. We'll be fine. Yeah. Our enemies leave us alone. Then they'll have wonderful, wonderful lives. I love to say, like, the the sad irony about our situation that's ignored by the whole media, unfortunately. Yeah. The most blessed Arab Muslims in the Middle East are those who live under the Jewish state of Israel. That's right. Where you can have Shiite Muslims, Sunni Muslims, female Muslims, gay Muslims, atheist Muslims all live with freedom and equality with Jews, Christians, Baha'i, Jews, everyone, that doesn't exist in any other Arab Muslim country. And yet instead of being looked upon as a blessing to humanity Mm -hmm. and a blessing to the Arab Muslims who live in our midst, we have millions of lies spread at lightning speed around the internet making us be these evil monsters based on tropes. Of, uh, of hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. So, uh, so many Jews are, they're, they're in shock right now. Yeah. And you're helping them understand that, yeah. guys, this is latent, this exists and it's under the surface. Yeah. yeah. So, so. It is, it is, it's, it's just there. And um, I think it was when, because we've been doing this for a while when we care so deeply for the Jewish people and we feel so like, when you see someone oppressed, to the extent that the Jewish people have been oppressed, it's just mind-boggling that it's the like the longest-running hatred for somebody who never starts wars, doesn't go around massacring people, doesn't um, is all about life and light and peace and love and and then to then be maligned in such a way that is so counter everything that Jews stand for in their culture, in the way that that. Um, you know, their faith is so offensive. Even equating um, Zionism to Nazism, it's just so, everything's flipped upside down. 180 degrees. Yeah. So has it been an uphill battle in having fellow Christians join your efforts? Well, it's, um, I would say it's 50-50. it's nowhere near as quick as we want it to be. Um, and it's just, I feel like people are so stuck and so influenced by the media, and which is very worrying. I think as a minister, a lot of the time I say, whatever you think about the media, remember from a spiritual point of view, your absolute foundation and base must be scripture. So what does God say Mm -hmm. about the Jewish people. They are his people. 
his covenant people. He cannot break his covenant with the Jewish people unless he breaks his covenant with night and day. That, that I can give you the reference to that. It's all in the Torah um, and the Tanakh. It's all of your scriptures as well. Uh, has he broken his covenant with night and day? No, because we, night and day still exists. Mm. Um, have there been, you know, in, incredibly difficult, tra tragic um, challenges for the Jewish people? Yes, but it doesn't mean God has abandoned them at all. He is with them. He, the Jewish people carry him. They carry the light. They carry the light into the nations. They carry the blessing. Um, then you read the, the, the testaments about um, even Jesus himself said, salvation is from the Jews. You owe everything that you have to the Jews. You wouldn't have scriptures if the Jews hadn't meticulously written every single, you know, maintained it. Right. You know, who are our patriarchs? They are Jewish people. And if you believe as a Christian you're going to go to heaven, it's, it's built on the, you know, 12 tribes of Judah, Jewish. And what are you going to go up to King David and say, God's finished with the Jews? It's just it's madness. So when people lose critical thinking, right. they don't. And then when you actually uh, kind of present that critical thinking, and you get pastors talking about Abraham and Elijah, and I'm sorry, I don't know the official names. I only know the no, English sure, names. Sure, sure. Um, not the official. I mean real names. You know the right right pronunciation. Um, and we take them and appropriate that without any recognition that these are Jewish people. Mm. And Jewish people, the bloodline, right. the tribe is still here. It's so rude and arrogant. And um, so when we get to present that, it's very rare for anybody to counter it. So how can you counter the word of God if you are a person of faith who follows the word of God? So it sounds like this, it's a psychological leap from them knowing the word of God, but then connecting the dots and realizing the word of God is inherently connected to the Jewish people yes. and God's connection and support of the Jewish people yeah. and helping strengthen that connection yeah. to then realize, oh my God, I, I have to fight anti-Semitism. Yes. We read a book written by Jews about Jews for Jews and then we take it and don't care about Jews, you know? I, I just feel weird when I just keep saying Jews. Is it like rude to say that? I say like in the same Christians, the Jewish people. Mm. I don't mean it as like... I, I, I'm, you know, I'm totally fine. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I wouldn't want any of your viewers to right, feel like I'm saying you. the Jew. I'm not saying it like that all right. at all. You I know, think I'm Jewish just hearing people, your context, they yeah. totally understand. Okay, cool. Because I don't mean any offense. I really don't. Um, it's just quicker than saying the Jewish people every single right, time. That's right, all. Right. It's, it's me being lazy and I apologize. Um, yeah. And so, so once a Christian will hear this truth, then it, it really pierces their heart. And then they're like, what, what can I do? What can I do? I mean, I want to do something. And uh, there's, a, there's a verse and we're told, since we have shared in the, the spiritual blessing of the Jewish people, i.e. we get to read the scriptures and Jesus being Jewish, um, who, is, who we follow, um, then we owe it, this is a command, we owe it to the Jewish people to share our material blessings. And when did you see, last see Christians really sharing their material blessings? Um, obviously then you might pull apart aid and things that go there but I'm talking about just individuals let's mm -hmm. take away governments as a Christian when's the last time you reached out to a Jewish community and said hi friend I'm here I don't you know I want to help you I want to do something if if you will accept my friendship and 
it, just being a friend. But it's right. like an ignored people. That's so interesting. So let, let me ask you the following. How do you explain the growth of more Christians? And again, it could be a small number. I have no clue, but I know it's growing. Accepting and promoting the lie that Jesus was a Palestinian. Oh, this, I can't even. It is so, incenses me for so many reasons. If you are a Christian and you believe that Jesus is the 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 fulfillment of all of the prophecies in Daniel, Isaiah, whatever, all of them, I'm not gonna list them. Right. And if you truly believe that, they are all Jewish prophecies. So how could he then be an Arab? It doesn't make any sense. And when you follow the life of Jesus, he, he actually didn't interact, there's only two interactions with Gentiles, two, a centurion and a woman. And the only reason he had those interactions is because they were good to the Jewish people. There was no interaction mm. with anyone, so he certainly wouldn't be aligning himself with anyone who hates the Jewish people or wants to annihilate them, when if you believe he's the word become flesh, i.e. he is the words of God, then you would believe that he literally means all of those things. The Jewish people are the apple of my eye. You touch um, the Jewish people, you touch the apple of God's eye and you poke them in the eye. You know, that you bless the Jewish people, you'll be blessed. You curse them, you'll be cursed. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this stuff, I think people just don't read their scriptures. Just, read. just ignorance about, yeah, about scripture. Yeah, I think they're ignorant. But once they're, but once they're more educated about yeah. scripture, then it's easier to make yeah. that connection. But it's very frustrating. And we did put posts on um, social media about it and said, this is completely ridiculous. And I find it really offensive, actually. I find it very deeply offensive because it's another thing of taking away a Jewish identity. Right. Stripping Jesus of his Jewish identity. And I actually tell Christians, I'd love to hear what you think, that not only is it stripping, is, is offensive to Jews, it's offensive to Christianity. Exactly. No, you're, completely. You're, you're pulling out the rug under your own, your yes. own identity and your own history yeah. by pushing that lie. Yeah. Because then if he was a Palestinian, if he was Arab, then, uh, okay, where, where is the context then for him being who you think he is? Right. There is none. Right. So therefore he isn't. Do you see right. what I mean? 100%. Yeah, so it's madness. And I just think people jump on TikTok. They're educated not by books, not by multiple uh, resources, not with critical thinking. They just go along with popular narrative, mob mentality. And, and there's no depth to it. Right. So let me ask you the following question. And I, I think we, we touched upon it before we, before we started to, uh, the interview. But um, people ask me to explain the existence of anti-Semitism, especially within the religious worlds, whether Islam and or Christianity. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to throw out my explanation and love to hear your two cents. Yeah. And what I say is there is an inherent, whether jealousy is the word or an inherent challenge to the islamic identity and or the christian identity because with those who believe that they are the new jewish people because once you believe you're the new jewish people that means the jewish people were replaced and hence there the jewish people shouldn't be anymore there definitely yeah. shouldn't be a jewish state of Israel that belongs mm. to the Jewish people. Hence, it's a theological challenge. Mm. So that theological challenge naturally leads to the hatred of the Jewish people yeah. because we are our existence is basically a mirror 
for that they see every single day yeah. that challenges, wait, if they're still here, then I shouldn't be here because I'm not the new Jew because the old Jew is still here. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your I thoughts on that. I love that. That's a great, I've never heard anyone explain it like that. I think that's a really interesting way of um, putting it. And I think you're right. I think that um, th there is jealousy in a way because it's every everything comes for, this is like the, the seed if you like uh depending on how big the seed was it wherever each faith took it obviously judaism had been around for a long time before christianity came along and then even longer before islam came yeah. along does it show up in there i think it does i think that's a really a really great way of putting it and we totally reject replacement theology. You know, it is in the church when it's the church is replaced. It's the new covenant. Mm. But then that's not even what the scriptures say. They don't say any of that. So it's almost peddling anti-Semitic tropes that they've understood through the teachings of men rather than the actual scriptures, the word so of God. The new, new covenant isn't even in scripture what's, what, what's no, the language no the new covenant is a, is about atonement so you know before when jesus was when when he came and it was slaughtering you know animals for the blood atonement you know in the in the yes, temple yes so it was like a final there was the, the only sacrifice could be something most pure and holy it had to be something that, that's why it was jesus what right. that's what we believe right. so that's the new covenant not that the jews have been replaced. replaced not that Christians are now the new thing you know even early um, the early followers of, of Jesus they weren't called Christians they they were they were actually called the way because they were like this is actually a um, we believe this is the fulfillment we believe this is the Messiah and they they um, they there's there's somewhere in scripture and it talks about people converting gentiles converting but they didn't call it converting to christianity they called it converting to judaism but it was following jesus mm. as the promised messiah so that's it doesn't say anything about that it doesn't say out with the old in with the new that i even hate that terminology so you're saying that's man's teaching yeah but not scripture based yeah and hence they took christians to believe something that isn't scripture based yeah to what's led to this replacement theology yeah. and the replacement of the jew and hence to the natural jealousy of the jew etc etc that's et why it's dangerous to read things that are written by like, man by, by man and that are not scriptural inspired by god because you either have it's either inspired by God or it's a man's commentary, right? And you have to follow right. the scripture, and that's the problem. I think yeah, I, I want to go on yeah. a tangent for you for a yeah, second because the spiritual tangent. Love it. Um, everyone today is talking about the, the the impact that AI, artificial intelligence, is beginning oh. to have, and w even more so, right? Because the day is going to come very soon. It could be already today where a court of law won't be able to see what picture is real, what video is real, what voice recording is real. A oh, court of horrifying. law. A court of law, what? right? Let's just think about it. Because AI all of a sudden makes everything look real. Yeah. You can't tell what's real, what's not real anymore because of AI to that level. So on the, one hand, on the one hand, it's horrifying, right? Okay. I'll give you the spiritual side to it. Yeah. There is only one thing in this world 
that exists for thousands of years, that has been unchanged, that can be looked towards as eternal truth. Only one thing, and that's the Bible. Because the Jewish people for thousands of years have written the Bible the exact Amazing. same Amazing. way. Any, any scripts, a Jewish script who writes a Torah, if he writes a letter, any like it's just a little oh, off. Yes, I know the like whole thing. The whole thing is torn up. Even if they're right at the end of it. Exactly, we've been I writing know. it the correct way, the same exact way for thousands of years. Which means, at the end of the day, what will we be able to trust? Only one thing. I know. Only God and God's word. Yeah. So hence, while people are being scared about what AI taking over everything. It's leading a spiritual revolution yeah. for man to once again go back and realize, I can't trust man or anything man says or does or made or yes. videos or voice recordings. I can only trust the word. And it's maybe this is going to be used to draw people back in. Exactly. To and that run place. away from the fake of that that's being yeah. created and taking over our lives and going back to the place. So that's, that's part of the spiritual that. growth and positive process yeah. I look into explaining where, where we're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it looks scary and bad. Yeah. So just yeah. do that tangent in there. I love that. And actually, it's kind of like out of every bad thing, a good thing can happen. Right. You know? Um, and I just, I feel like any any tragedy, there's always something that there is, not that that it's good, but you could see it as something that's really positive out of something so terrible. Right. Um, not explaining it and making it like, oh, it had to happen for that to happen. But I right. feel like even this, the awful atrocities that happened on October the 7th, and it actually breaks my heart that I feel like the whole world should have just been embracing the Jewish people and said, what can we do? We should be bringing you meals. We'll learn how to cook kosher. Can we help you? Wow. Let us give you, what, can, what do you need? But they didn't get that. They didn't even get, they actually got the opposite. They right. got on the, on the steps of Sydney on October the 8th, gas the Jews. That's what they were shouting. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then they hear Intifada, they hear Muhammad's army's coming for you, the, on these hate marches, pro-Palestinian marches, and it's, it's actually traumatizing. I, I'm not surprised if the whole Jewish people will be traumatized right now. I really do. But the only thing, I tell you what, what I've seen, because I speak at a lot of rallies, and I, I a lot of, you know, I've, I've kind of really been welcomed into the Jewish community and I feel so blessed that I've got this trust that I'm not proselytizing, I'm, I don't stand for any of that. I actually, in our um, organization, we ask people to sign non-proselytizing agreements. Really? Yeah, that it's like, no, there's, um, leave the Jewish people alone. Wow. They, they are carrying the light, you know, just leave them alone, please. Do you specifically work with evangelicals or not necessarily? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, and they sign it. And they sign it. Yeah, they sign it. But, is, and once is that a process, like to get them to internalize that and, and sign? Once that once they have had the presentation and they see it, they're like, of course we will. No, this is terrible. Wow, one hundred percent. So, what we found on these rallies, um, when I'm speaking to the Jewish community afterwards, I find that so many people that were kind of just not really bothering too much with their faith side of their Jew Jewishness, just identifying with some of the just practices in terms of keeping Shabbat or um, every now and then going to synagogue. 
every now and then lighting some candles doing the menorah but actually actually really wanting to seek God and being drawn back to him or going to him for the first time truly in a new way which is amazing so I feel like that is something that is a positive thing the seeing Jewish people that I know kind of going closer to God and actually being more united as a people which I think is an amazing thing. No, 100%. One thing I'm, I'm going around on speaking tours right now, and so my, my followers know this, one of the messages I push across is I give them updates of, of the war, like my yeah, son's yeah, fighting yeah, yeah. In, was fighting in Gaza. Oh, is he? Um, I'm on the front lines of Judea and Samaria. I'm about to go back there. Oh, my goodness. And so I give them the updates, but I'm like, but, you don't under- but I want to let you understand much more the real battle taking place is the spiritual battle and the unification of the Jewish people to a level that we haven't experienced in in decades is it's a beautiful process going on and like while we could be scared growing anti-semitism the war deaths the deaths of our holy soldiers fighting and I'll get to this other point because they're really defending the whole freedom-loving world not just the Jewish people in the land of Israel but focus I want to help people focus on the spiritual process taking place because we're going to high we're going to heights we've never seen before yeah and I see that trajectory and I want people to be empowered and inspired by that to not just be be down about about so much what there is to be down upon yeah but uh, but yeah but let's jump into that do you see Christians understand how the Jew is the canary in the coal mine and how this anti-Semitism, while on the one hand we are the focus of it right now, mostly from the Muslims and from the progressive left and even from within the Christian world, but really... Oh, the radical is, Muslims. Right. Yeah. But it's really... Uh, it's it's really an evil that's out to get all of us. They're coming for they're coming Jews. for the ideology that drives the the Jewish people as number one in the hit list. But the hit list doesn't end there. The ideology is coming for everybody. It really is, and it's so important in terms of just going about the uniting. There's and I and I hope this is not offensive. And I don't. And it's, it's not. I hope it isn't. Um, and if it is, we'll just edit it out, please. The way that I see this battle is, you know, when Moses is, there's that battle when he's holding out his arms mm-hmm. and, and the Lord says, you have to keep your arms up and as, 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 as long as you keep your arms up, you're going to win. You're going to win. And he was getting tired. And then her, I think, and Aaron, a- yeah, they, Aaron they help him. Aaron and Joshua they hold his arms up. And I feel like the Jewish people represent the Moses holding back this tide of evil mm. and that they need their allies the Christians the and whoever powers. to help them and to be an ally but truly spiritually physically and in any practical way possible mm-hmm. because this is something they are holding something back that is coming for everybody yeah. but that shouldn't be the reason to support the Jewish people just because you want to save your own skin you should because it's if you believe in justice, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in democracy, if you believe in life, if you believe in all the beautiful things that the Jewish people, just the ideology of life, not death. You know, death isn't celebrated as a, yes, we should all go to our deaths and fight. It's just, that's not in the Jewish mentality, is it? Right. We celebrate, and interesting, one of my stories that I tell, is about, uh, and I'm not going to tell the whole story now, I can tell you afterwards, but it's about a, a Muslim 
from Gaza who I know who converted to Judaism, celebrated, uh, uh, served in the Israeli army as a soldier. Wow. Fascinating story. That's amazing. I'll, sh I'll share the whole story with you. But the bottom line is when I asked him, why do you convert? Like, he, he goes, you don't understand. I finally learned. And this is in his 20s, right? I learned that all my life I was taught by my Muslim upbringing in Gaza to sanctify death. You Jews sanctify life. I want yeah. to be a Jew. And he and all of his brothers converted to Judaism. Wow, that is and they live as Israeli citizens so today. Oh, amazing! It's a fascinating story, but but that's exactly exactly it. Like yeah. we we understand when death happens. All right, we trust God. We're, Absolutely, we're sad about the law. We're more us who remain in earth are yeah. sad because we lost our loved one. Yeah. But whoever dies, they were taken to the better world, They're good. right? But we but we are commanded to sanctify life. That's right. Make every moment of life sanctifying God's yeah, name, yeah. making the most of every moment. Yeah. And and yeah. So why so wouldn't you support that? Would if you're a, f a free thinking person who wants freedom, liberty, justice, democracy, um, women's rights, rights for people not to be abused, protection of um, why wouldn't you right. when that is what the Jewish people are about but that's why there's this this anti-semitic agenda to dehumanize the Jewish people so that people then don't even attribute those values to them and those values are somehow attributed to people that actually are murdering hunting slaughtering yes yes captain I mean it, I mean I'm sure you deal with this but it's like we're living in a time period where people are being taught, literally taught in the highest of Ivy League institutions. Yeah. That literally. standing up for genocide against the Jew is moral. Supporting mass murderers is moral. That is the confusion that we are that we're living through in our in, in our yes. day and age right now. That we, you and with your ministry and the work you and your husband do, that I do with my platform, this is what we're up against. Yeah. To try to bring people back from the abyss and like, no yeah. No yeah. Don't yeah. dare believe that right is wrong. Yes. That we, light is dark. Yes. To that level of, of our reality. And I think with social media, because it's so influential and, you know, you, you are, you kind of become what you do the most, right? And so if you're like just doing this and young people, this, your influence, this is your influence. And most of the content on social media is not factual in terms of, you know, your, even your identity as a person, if you want to go about image, you know, in terms of your value, the values of a person are now what you look like, not the content of your character. And... And then just even historical fact is completely flipped upside down, you know, and the Jewish experience, the Jewish history, the Jewish, yeah. everything is being redefined by the non-Jewish non people. I mean, how does that work? Right, right, insane. And then, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this into the other issue because yeah. one thing that uh, I have been spearheading, and I, I mentioned this to you before, we actually had a conference in Jerusalem back in June and we're the first ones really to deal with this and I've been talking about it for years but it's totally ignored because it's not politically correct yeah and the conference was unmasking anti-semitism behind the Palestinian national movement because mm. anyone who looks into the truth and the true history of this cause called Palestine believe it or not it was Jews who were called Palestinians before Absolutely. 1948 it yeah. wasn't the Arabs the Arabs were called Arabs the United Nations partition plan doesn't even mention a people called Palestinians it called for the establishment of a Jewish state 
and an Arab state yeah. in the land called at the, the mandate of Palestine. Yeah. They didn't exist. It was basically created by the communists as a cause in the 1960s as a way to destroy Israel and the West at the same time. And their whole history is an is is basically Jewish history. Yes. They're saying this is our land, the Jewish land. They didn't exist. Our artifacts are their artifacts. Our holy sites are their holy sites. Yeah. They have nothing. They have, it's all one lie, appropriation of the Jewish story. Yeah. And yet that's what everyone's believing they're believing because of the word palestine it was the it was the most successful marketing campaign ever right that people actually believe that when uh, you know i think um who was the the first lady the the lady prime minister of israel yeah yeah she was called a palestine palestinian right she had a she had a british mandate of palestine Because it wasn't, uh, it was just a, a mandate of a, an area, not right. a place. You know, if you Google what was, who was the sovereign leader of Palestine, it's like there is, there wasn't no, one. Never. Never. Was, I just saw a video the other day where um, someone was asking, I call them Arab Muslims I, or Palestinian Arabs because yeah. I, don't, I don't like giving into that false narrative. So someone was asking Arab Muslims who live under the Palestinian Authority in Bethlehem, Ramallah, Nablus. Um, can you give me famous uh, Palestinian historic figures? Right? Simple question, right? And these are Arab Muslims who they identify as Palestinian, right? Um, no, they got nothing. I, I, we have plenty. Can you give me one? No, no. Yasser Arafat. No, no, no. That's modern. That's never. No, I'm like 19th century, 18th century. Like, just one. Just one. Just one. Nothing. They have no history. Yeah. They have no history. Like, that's what should be asked in all these yeah. protests. Like, go up to the protesters, can you name me one historic Palestinian Arab figure? But 19th century! Truth doesn't even matter, though, now, no, to them. It, even if you present them with all the truth, they'll go, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. but. Because it's it, that, that kind of dehumanization has, has been successful, which is why we believe as Christians, we, we currently, if you do your statistics and, you know, how many people there are that are Christians, uh, Muslims, Jews, Hindus, etc., Christianity is the most, the biggest, if you like. So if we are, if we represent... The biggest what? The biggest faith group in terms of numbers. And it's like 3 billion, 3.2 billion Christians. Um, and then the next faith group is uh, is Islam. And then the next is, you know, it goes down. And then right at the, you know, right at the bottom is We're the Jewish. Note, the Jews. Yeah. 0.002 of the global population. Yeah, exactly. And so we feel like if you, you guys are all, you, you read the Bible that we're reading, you're worshipping the same person that we worship. So this, this is all truth. You just need to look at it. And you guys need to, we need to band together. And we need to support our brother, big brothers and sisters that are the Jewish people that we get everything from. So how have you been, how's the, the, the reaction from Jews and Jewish organizations? Because there is a natural reticence on of the part course. of Jews from Christian organizations because they fear the proselytizing and they fear, oh, they're only supporting us because they believe in replacement theology yeah. and uh, they have to support us in order for them to come back, for Jesus to come back yeah. and have to oh. take over Israel. And that's why they, lo- they love us. And hence, there are plenty of Jews and Jewish organizations yeah. who, who are afraid of too much interaction with, with, uh, with Christian organizations. So how, yeah. how, how have you overcome that or what are, yeah. what are you dealing with? Well, first of all, front? I have to say, fair enough. There's been a lot of trauma caused by Christians and a lot of ignorance. And so no wonder there is like, okay, guys, you've done enough damage. Please back away from us. 
I would be the same. It's just normal, natural human response. Um, when we go and we, it's all about relationship. And having a conversation like this, when we first reached out to the local rabbi that's on the next town to our, our church, we said, look, you know, we're here, we, you know, do you, you wanna meet up for coffee sometime? And thankfully, he actually said yes. And then we met and we just had this conversation like we're having now, and we showed him our heart, our understanding of everything, of all of the stuff, because we didn't even, I didn't even know that whole Jesus, that they had to do that thing for the Messiah. Someone said that to me, I was like, is that a thing that Christians believe? I didn't even know that. That what? Oh, they asked you. Yeah, you know, you just said about the, they believe something so that the Messiah can come back. Oh, the replacement theology of supporting Israel so in order that, for Messiah for yeah. Jesus to come back. So right. I didn't even know that that was a Christian thing, right. even though I've been to theology school, because oh, wow. it's, it's weird. So we know this, but you didn't know that. Yeah, so but funny. even though it's, but it's not factual. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So this is another thing peddled. And so we, yeah, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that Christians believed that because the Christians I know do not believe that. Um, yeah, once you communicate your heart, we've actually been really like very blessed that we've been accepted and allowed in and it's been like the response has been really amazing and it doesn't have to be all the time and I get it and I'm always ready to be people to have their boundaries to say actually no I don't care you might come across as you know you get it but actually it's still no thanks we don't need your help we don't we don't want it and I'm like oh, I understand totally get it but we are here in the background we are trying to do something we want to fight this this is not just a Jewish battle this is the battle against anti-Semitism should be the battle that everyone who cares for justice, who everyone who cares for democracy and freedom of expression in terms of your faith, you know, you should all be doing this because that's what it means to get fight anti-Semitism. Let the Jewish people be who they are and let's not kill them and hurt them. It's so basic. Right. Why can't anyone get behind that? Right. So to... Christian I don't know if viewers. I answered the question. No, sure. Yeah, did I answer the question? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th I think you did a wonderful job. Yeah. So for Christian viewers, what what can they what can they do? What what should they do? How could they get more involved? Be in yeah. contact with you or in your organization? Contact us if you want. Yeah, I mean we what we would say to every Christian viewer is to educate yourself. Go actually start reading the Bible, and I don't mean that in an offensive way. Like actually start reading the Bible. I mean really read it and study it rather than what we say is some people can live their Christian life on a fridge magnet theology where they just have a few favorite verses and then lots of good ideas. But actually we read it as a whole. The First Testament, Second Testament, old and new if you want to call it that. The whole scriptures, that is number one. Um, number two is contacting us in terms of just factual things and we can signpost. So it's not a feeling of we're just regurgitating our own narrative will signpost you to independent verified different places that you can find out about the history of 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 anything that you want to find out about this conflict for example and how far it goes back and anti-semitism we would recommend you pray for your jewish your jewish pray, people I'm pray viewers to pray 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 for safety pray for protection reach out maybe follow the command of sharing your 
your your your uh, physical. Give some money to your local synagogue. But what we've actually been doing is helping out with security on CST. Sometimes we're like, why should Jewish men have to stand at the door to stop people who might want to harm their community? Come in, they miss out on worshiping with their family. Oh, interesting. So, like, vol- volunteer to yeah. in terms of so why don't we feel the gap? For, for, for so that guys. then Jewish people can they can all have their family together. I mean, that would be a nice practical thing to do, and that's it. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's actually being that that is being a Christian. Christianity is about laying down your life for somebody else, living a, for a cause greater than yourself, mm-hmm. and loving each other. And that if that love is not extending to the Jewish community, I think that I would honestly ask Christian viewers to ask themselves, when's the last time I reached out in love, in practical love to my Jewish neighbors, the Jewish community? And I would start there. And if you haven't, maybe search your heart and then repent before God. There you go, everyone. And just as an aside, not not only was I not a, uh, I didn't take your your claim of saying uh, people should should actually read the Bible. Yeah. I I internalize that and I give that message as well because there's so many Jews. We we learn the Bible. We teach our kids the Bible, right? In in, in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't actually read it. Yeah, there's they reading and reading. it. Yeah. Too many of them are treated, even though they know, yeah, there's our Bible, there's our Bible, there's our history, but they're not internalizing it that it's yeah. their history. And um, one of the blessings that I get to tell people is by living here in the land of Israel and raising my children yes. here in the land of Israel. And I specifically live in the hills of Judea and Samaria. Mm-hmm. And we overlook, our porch overlooks the fields of Bethlehem and Bethlehem and Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. Like my kids have grown up knowing the Bible stories took place here. You can They're touch not it. You can touch real. it. We walk it. We have the path of the patriarchs down on below our porch. Like for them, the Bible is real. Yes. It's not a book, but it's it's internalized. It's actualized. This is our history. How blessed we are that we're connected to our history, living our history, and it's not a fairy tale. So people, if you're not yet blessed, and I say yet because yeah, all Jews yes. shouldn't move home, but not yet blessed to live in the Holy Land, but yes, teach the Bible in such a way that your kids are not just studying it for a test. They're not just studying it because they have to, yeah. but they're actually internalized like, oh my God, this is my history. Yes. Oh my God, these are my patriots. These are my prophets on these hills, in those cities, whether they've been there or they haven't been there, connect with it and then celebrate how blessed you are to live in a generation where, one, you can live here. And even if you're not living here yet, you can visit these places and bring the Bible to life. So that's another connection. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And um, that was my first time to Israel. Really? Yeah. Wow! My first time. Just landed this morning a few oh hours my ago. God. Yeah, and um, so I haven't seen any of this. I've only ever seen it on YouTube, or my husband's been to Israel so many times, um, but I never have. And so I can't wait to just see see the land. Yeah, and touch wow. the soil and and see the people. And that's my actually, I've been more excited about just meeting people, you know, and being like, "Hi, right. <laughs> this is amazing. Can right. I look around your?" beautiful country that is yours that is the covenant people this is your land given by god it's the only country in the world that has god in its name right israel yeah like for those not who not, are not familiar 
the last two letters of Yisrael in Hebrew are Aleph Lamed, which literally means God, one of God's names. So. Yeah, and it's like, come on, this is incredible. It's a history that has just dates back so far. It's so deep and rich and Hebrew is still spoken and the Torah, as you say, has been passed and it's so, the Jewish people have been so faithful to, to preserve everything that the Jewish people have. I mean, right. what a blessing to be a Jewish person, right, right. you know, to be born into this amazing blessing. Right, and I think something that your, your followers would also appreciate, and if they don't know it already from you, one thing I like to tell people is the existence of the Jewish people are the biggest proof of God's existence. Say that all the time to them. I'm like, if you don't believe in God, Look at the Jewish people. They should not be here. Should not be here. They are such a tiny people in terms of numbers. With an enemy in every generation that yeah. literally tries to wipe us out. And yeah. yet we are still here. Mm-hmm. And all our enemies are erased and footnotes of history. So, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Good. Wonderful. See, you don't need me. You're doing great, Haley. No, no, I do. I do. And so I um, thank you so much for having me. It, really. is a real, it is a real pleasure. I've got so much more to say. And I'm um, sorry if I'm... I haven't no, had any you know sleep what? for Let's, the last two days. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, first of all, well, first of all, welcome to the Holy Land of Israel. Thank you. Um, love to help hook you up to be able to see different places potentially that you're not yet on your itinerary, yeah, or at least start booking your next trip here because yes. you're definitely not going to see everything, and you're going to want to come back. I you're going to already book yeah. your ticket. Yes, Maybe even put absolutely. a trip together to bring some of, uh, of people from your congregation yeah. or organization. We've done that. Uh, everyone's been, but me. Everyone's been, but you. Yeah. So you're more than up. once. Wow. Yeah, my husband's been so many times I can't even count. Wow. So this is my turn. Amazing. And I'm only here for three days, four days. <laughs> Not well, fair. Well, uh, have an amazing trip. Thank you. Thank you for your true friendship. Pleasure. And, 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 and doing what you can do within your community, which again is not what you understand. It's not just about helping and stand up for the Jews, but it's looking after everyone yeah. and your people as well. And that's such an important message to get out there because I think we're living in a day and age where things are getting crazier by the day. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, if you, you, you don't want to scare people, but if you actually, once you see it, it's like, whoa, guys, this is really urgent. We're almost right. getting to the point where if you don't speak, you might not be able to. Right. It's, Literally. Really, yeah. Anyone who follows me knows that actually happened to us and happening to us. Yeah. You get shut down. Censorship, censorship. is insane. And, speech, and, censorship. and when you're saying something truthful, in fact, we did a, as soon as we heard about the atrocities of October the 7th, we organized a, just we wanted to bring comfort to the Jewish people in terms of praying for comfort and just praying for the hostages. We organized a, a vigil and a pro-Palestinian march five days after applied to do a rally and they were going to come past where we were going to be. So the police said to us, you're going to have to not do it because you'll be in danger. I said, well, can't you just keep us safe? We were here first. We're going to be here first. It's too dangerous. It's the youth movement and it, it could get ugly. So we said, okay, well, we'll move eight miles north and we'll go there and we'll go to a Holocaust Memorial Garden and we'll pray for the, the families of the victims. We'll pray for the hostages to be released. We'll pray for the protection of the Jewish nation, the protection of the Jewish community here in the UK. And we'll just be a presence on the street, not even talking to anyone who doesn't want to be talking to us, but just so that people, the Jewish community know that there are allies in their country, because it must be very scary to feel like you're living in England 
and you're surrounded by people who are shouting for the genocide of your land. Right. That's connected. You, you can't have Israel without the Jewish people, the Jewish people without Israel. It's one. Right. I don't know if that's, if that's theologically correct. That's uh, how 100%. I see it. It's yeah. one. 100%. My understanding is 100% that. And, and then again, the police said, look, you're going to be stormed. There's going to... Even though it's eight miles away. Yeah. We've, we've just been informed that it's gone viral, that there have been tweets saying Muslim brothers, the Zionists are coming in and they are attacking Muslims and they gave our details. Go and meet them after the rally. And this was the rally when they had 100,000 people. And they, the police said, you, you know, there's been 16,000 people have said that they're going to come to attack you. So... I said, well, this is outrageous. No, we are here. We've got freedom of speech, freedom of expression. This is a command in our Bible to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We cannot be stopped to do this. You insane. have to protect us. They said no. Can't. So we had to shut down. It's insane. And so, yeah, free sp- literally being shut down on the streets. Right. But then calling for the genocide isn't. Right. And what's that right. about? So. Well, Haley, thank you so much. I'll end, I'll end with, this, with this final uh, note of inspiration. To, which which is part of the optimism. I know how we're going to go go through this, and both of us in our each in our own ways, helping our people follow us on the spiritual process, the the the, the positive spiritual process we're going through. But it's I like to remind people of the following: the Jewish people today, were the only people I believe in all of humanity who are living in the same homeland as our ancestors three thousand plus years ago. Yeah following the same religious rituals as our ancestors 3,000 plus years ago, speaking the same language as our ancestors 3,000 plus years ago. So anyone who thinks they're going to take on the Jew and come out and winning, when in a sense taking on the Jew is basically taking on God because we are proof of God's existence. And you're poking him in the eye. And you're poking <laughs> yeah. him in the apple of his eye. They got it wrong. You chose the wrong side. It's a matter of time before you... You're gonna don't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Haley Ace, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And for thanks all for, for your wonderful work. And may, may God no bless thanks. you and your husband and all the wonderful work you're doing. And back with your at organization. you and your family Amen. and your and everything that you're doing. Thank you. Blessing over it. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank signing you. off for another episode of the Pulse of Israel. I hope you enjoyed this talk. It, uh, I enjoyed it tremendous. Trem- Tremendously, right? Tremendously, yes. yeah. Me too. I enjoyed me it too. tremendously. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it as well. Any information? What's the contact information to follow up? Okay, with you um, it's www.caaa three a's info. Dot info. There you go. All right, we'll put it right down under there. That's how you contact Haley. And if you want to get more information and follow up and get involved. In the meantime, signing off from our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal, beautiful, and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. since King David's time. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Pulse of Israel videos, just go to PulseofIsrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like the messages we put out there and believe they should be seen by many more people, especially in the age of censorship that you know we experience all the time, just click on the donate button every once in a while to help us promote these videos to be seen by many more people. Shalom, everyone, and thanks for watching. Shalom. Pulse of Israel on frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.